Hi, and welcome to the Family Business Podcast. I'm your host, Russ Hayworth, and in each episode, I will discuss and explore the key challenges facing family businesses today. As a family business advisor, I'm passionate about helping families to overcome the complex and unique challenges that come from being in business together. So if what I cover in the show resonates with you, I'm here to help, and I would love to hear from you. You can get in touch with me at fanbizpodcast.com forward slash work with Russ. You can also sign up to the newsletter there and receive the latest blogs, podcasts, and videos directly in your inbox. I would like to thank my friends at the Institute for Family Business for their continuing support for what I'm doing with this show. The IFB is a unique community of family businesses with common challenges, interests, values, and goals. To find out more about their work, visit ifb.org.uk. Let's get on with the show. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Family Business Podcast. We are stretching the internet to its limits today and I'm talking to a guest in Australia. His name is Jeremy Manford. He's the CEO of His Family Business. Um, We're going to be hearing from Jeremy about his story and his experiences uh, within that business. But firstly, Jeremy, welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Russ. It's great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. No worries. And as I say, you are um, the CEO of your family business. Can you give us a bit more sort of background and flavour as to what the business is, how long you've been in it, your kind of history and background? Definitely. Yeah, so my name is Jeremy Manford, the CEO of CompuStore. So CompuStore is a information management business which was established in 1987 by my father, Peter Manford, and my brother and myself have been in the business for about 22, 23 years now. And my brother just recently has stepped out of the family business to look after our family office. So I've moved up into that CEO role and, and we're diversifying our interests in supporting the family in other areas. So we've gone through a number of changes and obviously COVID, like a lot of businesses out there, has had a dramatic uh, impact and it was an opportunity for us to really take the time to look inwards and uh, re-establish ourselves and where we're going as an organisation. So CompuStore is a yeah, information management business. So it started over 30 years ago, traditional business of storing company records. So in archive boxes, in, in racking, you know, when a customer would require a record, we'd go and retrieve it off the shelf and physically deliver it to them. Over the years, our business has developed into the digital space where we now can retrieve a record, digitize it and and deliver it electronically. So we've had a lot of changes over the three decades um, with barcode technology. We've written our own software, our Sims platform that supports the organization and, and our customers. So we've gone through a lot of development and changes as a family in the business, but as well as the actual business itself. Yeah, and I guess when we're talking about things like technology, the pace of change that happens in that kind of arena is probably at a faster, much faster pace than other sort of less digital, less technological businesses. Does that place a strain on you as an owner of the business in order to to keep up with that? And then how, how as a family, do you ensure that you know you bring the the right people in to to tell you about all of these new technological advances? 
Yeah, Russ, it's a really great question. One of the one of the things that we've really focused on is the people, uh, at the right people and bringing them into our business to be able to help support our customers. Coming from a traditional box background, we kind of call it, is a lot has changed. The technology and the diversity that we've got to be able to deliver to deliver to the customers those outcomes and solutions, you've got to have the people that understand that. So over the journey, we've, you know, we've brought in the right people with those skills. And then we've developed our offerings and that's really now the niche of our business. So our technology and our digital deliverables and the solutions that we can now provide customers has really elevated our business from being just the the box storage company, you know, where it's just boxes on a shelf to now offering full digital technology solutions. And we've got a lot, you know, just recently won a really large government AP solution uh, in New South Wales. And that's, we're developing that now. We're using a number of different technologies and bringing that all together for this, for, to deliver on the solution. So, you know, we've got a really great, awesome team. You know, it's not, it's not me at the top that, that's, you know, making it all happen. It really is all the people underneath me, you know, the right people and then all the guys down into the warehouse and the staff that support us. So it's definitely about the people bringing them in to deliver on those technologies. Uh-huh. And you, you touched on this in your introduction, but in real terms, your business is still relatively young. It's not, you know, kind of hundreds of years old, but you've had to deal with an awful lot of uh, change and and transition, both on the business side and on the family side. I don't want to make any assumptions about your age because we we can't do that. But, But am I right in thinking that the business, your father started the business or took the business on after you were born? So it's not something that he would have started before you were were born what stage of your life did you sort of become aware of the family business I guess I'm saying yeah sure I guess I'll go back and give a really brief version so I guess we come from a multiple sort of generation of family businesses so my grandfather worked for his father's business which was uh, Frank Manford in the transport industry which was bought out by Brambles which became Brambles Manford. Brambles went out and started had clean away recall and that's how my dad got involved in the business. He was working with recall and the Brambles security side of the business and then in 86, 87 he was basically you know, went off to start his own business, which was, and that's how CompuStore was born. So that was, you know, at that stage, you know, I'm 44 now and, and, and the business I've sort of grown up with. So in my sort of teenage years, we'd come out to the office, you know, sweep the warehouse, put boxes away, do all those type of things. Then I went off and did a few different things for a few years. And then an opportunity sort of in my early twenties was, you know, dad pulled me to one side and said, you know, do you want to come and work in this business or not so you know had a bit of a think about it and went yeah look why not it's a great opportunity it's a great business everyone needs it it's it's a growing business and and to this day it's still a growing business whilst it's slightly changed and it's developed into other areas it's still a really critical piece for businesses you know storing information it's it's what it's all about these days. All the larger companies are, it's either physical, digital or a combination. And we really help people on that transition journey. So, and that's success, succession planning. So through my journey of being involved in the business, I've been really heavily involved in Family Business Australia and that organisation. And as you mentioned, you know, our business is relatively young and being able to spend some time with some amazing businesses that have been around for 100 plus years and really leverage and and in that community be able to share the stories 
when you're a family business, as your listeners would know, it, it is different than being out there in the corporate sector. People that aren't in that environment don't really get it. So, you know, Family Business Australia has really helped us and our family and our business really grow and get that support. And just transitioning through those pieces have been has been a really benefit long term. Yeah, fantastic. And there's a couple of things I want to pick up on from, from what you just said. The first one relates to the history of the the business and that it's kind of pivoted and changed over time do you think your awareness of that being something that has happened historically helps you to to make decisions on where to pivot to next because so the the one of the most dangerous things in um, business and i'll probably get this phrase wrong but I, i've read it somewhere mm. is because we've always done it that way and it, it can be very restrictive on people if there is this traditional view and we don't want to be the ones that then buck with that tradition. Whereas what I'm hearing from the history of your business is that the business and the family have adapted as is needed in order to that family enterprise to continue. And if that's an ethos, a mindset that is inherent within you as a family, that I'm assuming would help in terms of adapting as we're seeing now with digitization and how we're all having to deal with COVID. Yeah, that's right, Russell. I, I guess for, for, for me and for us, I guess going into a little bit more of our journey, you know, we were a West Australian based owned business. When we went to expand over east, I, I was the one that moved to Melbourne, you know, picked everything up to start a fresh site there. And that was a massive change and, and, and we had to adapt to that. Then moving into Sydney, you know, being based and driving, driving that change as well. So I guess the fundamentals, which is what my father really instilled in my brother Robert and I, have always been there. That core understanding of you know work hard, get it done, you know make it happen, make sure the customers are satisfied. That's never changed. But what we have had to do is really adapt to our environment. You know, myself moving to Melbourne was a really different environment to the West Australian market. So I've had to change and adapt. I've had to start that from scratch. You know, with a with a customer, and we've had to then develop and change and all those things so it's whilst the industry around us has changed as you said before our business has had to change and we've had to change and and it is it's a common thing even when I go out to see customers and we one of the questions why do you do it though oh it's the way we've always done it yeah but why and when you actually stop and think people can really struggle to answer, answer that question so we're always asking ourselves internally that, that why question why are we doing it this way? Well, wait a minute, let's see if we can use technology or a process improvement, whatever that might be. And that's where I guess this, you know, things like succession become quite easily. It's just a natural thing for us, you know, with, you know whether that's my brother, you know, just recently this year, moved, or last year, 2020, moving into the family office, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we planned for, we looked at and we went, that's the best thing for our family long-term to be able to deliver on what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, fantastic. And I'd, I'd like to get into that element as well. But one more thing while we're on the, the subject of what we've just talked about. You mentioned in your, your early 20s, your father came to you and said, do you um, want to come into the business? And you went away and thought about that. What Are you able to recall what your thought process was? How easy a decision was it for you to, to come into the family business? Yeah, sure. I guess... Yeah, if it's in the blood, it's in the blood. That's you'll, I think you'll hear that from a lot of families in, and it's kind of, you grow up with it. It's something that, yeah, it's just there. To put a finger on it, to call something out, it's probably not just one thing, it's a multiple of things. You know, 
to take it and, and take it further than where it was before, you know, which has been a great part of the journey and the ride. Having that opportunity to carry it on is just a thing of pride and something that, you know, you, you kind of, it's either in you or it's not. So, and I guess that's where the generations of family businesses, some kind of stop and they get wound up or whatever that, or a different path is taken or the generation, the next generation will take it and run with it and, and make it bigger. And that's really I guess where my heart was, it was to go, okay, well, wait a minute, let's see if we can really run, make this bigger and become a real player in the market. And that's kind of what drives me even to this day. You know, we've got much, much larger global companies that are in the market, yet we're the largest privately owned family business left in Australia that's Australian owned. And we're really proud of that. You know, we've got some fantastic, awesome, loyal customers that have been with us for, you know, decades and to me, that's the greatest sign of success when you've got that ongoing support of, uh, of customers and then also your people that help you deliver on it. So yeah. they're, the, they're the type of things that for me, you know, one of the things which I really, you know, which attracted me to to it and, yeah, and being staying in the business to this day. So, you know, we've got plenty more to do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still relatively young in the business sense and um, I still enjoy it. And I think if you've got the passion, then... There's no limits to what you can achieve. Yeah, and when you joined the business, what was your role? Did you did you sort of do yeah. your do your hours on the, the shop floor? How how did that work out? Yeah, look, yeah, I've been, I've yeah, I guess going back from you know from going coming out in school, you know, holidays from sweeping the floor to picking boxes and files to putting away files to helping out in admin to folding invoices to doing sales, I guess, yeah, you name it. We've been through each one of the processes and the steps. Uh-huh. So we've really done a, I guess, you could call it a semi-apprenticeship in this space. It's, it's, it comes back to that passion. If you've got that drive and passion and the opportunity, then, yeah, we just every every section of the business I've been involved in. So, yeah. Excellent. And at some stage, the, the conversation presumably started about the succession from your father's role, him moving on to, to a different role. Uh, again, how, how did you approach that as a family and what, what sort of lessons did you take from uh, that experience? Yeah, look, I guess quite early on, we were really fortunate. Father Peter, who's you know still the shareholder of the business, he, he really brought some people around us. So from a governance perspective, we had independence sitting on our board at a really early phase then when we joined fba family business australia that kind of reinforced the pathway that we were on and saying yep we're 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 going down the stages of that so i guess through that process you know my father slowly stepped away more and more and my brother and i took on more and more and we had again the right people around us to help us do that so we've we've had a board in place you know for now probably the last 20 Oh, 15, 15 years, I'd say. And we've had some really good people in that time and a few have changed and we've got a, you know, currently we've got an independent chairman, we've got an independent advisor, a very, you know, great C- CFO and myself and my brother on the board and then obviously my father as well. So he's he's less involved now from, from a board perspective and, you know, we still carry on that strength of having the right people in the right roles to help us drive the business. So... I feel really fortunate that we've been able to have that as part of our journey. Obviously, some businesses 
sometimes wait too long or too early or whatever it might be. We've seen to have, you know, it's worked well for us. And that support and that learnings that we've got with, you know, Family Business Australia and and the support you can get through that organisation, it's just a great way to go about it if you're building and you're in a family business. And one of the common challenges that I hear of when, when I'm working with family businesses is bringing people in from from outside of the family to perform certain roles you mentioned about your um, CFO and the, the independence on your board is is how to maintain the familiness of the business and the perhaps a longer term viewpoint we, we spoke earlier a little bit about you either get it or you don't from a, a corporate um, perspective how mm. easy or difficult was it to for you to find those right people who were able to come in and do the job they're there to do but also maintain the viewpoint that you had as a family? Yeah, it's a really good question. I guess probably the easiest example I can give is when we were looking for our chairman, we had two candidates put in front of us. One was a real sales background, like really, hey, we can aggressively go and do this, this and this. And the other one was an accountant. And I kind of, dad said, oh, my brother really liked the sales guy. And I went, I don't think we really need somebody to tell us how to sell. We know our business he doesn't like yeah he'll probably get it but where we do need some real skill sets is in accounting i'm not an accountant dad's not an accountant well uh-huh. brother's not an accountant, but we can all sell we again it's in our blood right we, we we can find business that's not our problem so it was quite an interesting conversation and and i said well i think you know that the mark's his name you know i think mark's the better fit and we ended up going with mark and he's still with us to this day i think he's been with us for six years now right. and he adds real value because it's a strength again it's a strength that we needed to help us all three of us can sell our business and we've been doing that for since it started so that wasn't really a problem so i guess it's finding that right fit and choosing it wisely looking at the gaps that you've got and it's the old saying you know what are the gaps where bring people in that are better at you than you are at certain things and you strengthen yourself long term uh-huh. and again with our digital business you know i mentioned before earlier on we're kind of the box guys we know heaps about document storage and all the rest of it let's bring in some guys with the skill sets digital side and that's rapidly increased our knowledge long term to be able to support our our customers Uh by bringing the right people with the right skills and when you're talking to them making sure that they understand the family background they understand what it is we're trying to achieve and if they want to be a part of that, you can soon filter that out pretty quick, I believe. Uh-huh. Not always going to get it right, but I think if you put down what that story is and that vision early on in the piece, I think you've, you, you're a much better way of getting there. Yeah, and I think one of the key things there, and this is going to sound like a really obvious statement, but you have to have that vision first. You have to have articulated that, I guess, as a family rather than, you know, if the interview process for Mark was some time with your dad, some time with you and some time with your brother, and you're all telling different stories, then that's going to create some confusion and and difficulty in that recruitment process. So how do you as a a family discuss that vision? How do you agree on that? Is it driven by you as the CEO or is there more of a family driver for it? 
Yeah, I, look, I guess I've only been in the CEO role since last year, so just just to call that out. So, and look, all three of us are slightly different mannerisms and skills. So, when we kind of go, we've got our broad, we've got our vision, and we've got our values, and we we portray that, and we really talk about that internally in the business and and external to our customers and and people. So. When we went through that process, and you're correct, you know, in, individually we all spoke, and then as a group we all sort of interviewed at the same time. So that person's at the same time they're interviewing us and going, "Well, is can I add value here? Can I work with these people and all those things?" So, you know, and, and like every family business, there's there's challenges. It doesn't always go the exact way that a business is meant to go, but that's that's a family business. So, yep. you know. You know, we really try to focus on those core strengths that we've got, and then obviously sometimes you've got to take five minutes and then come back and go. Actually, no, this is where we're heading, and these are the, this is what we agreed on, and and that's the path we're taking. Again, I think that's by having the right people on your board to ensure that you're keeping on track. Hence, why we've got an independent chair uh-huh. um, on the board. If it was a family member, it could be a little bit different. Yeah, and again, a, a common thing that I hear with particularly bringing people into senior management roles and and onto the board is that there's a degree of vulnerability at that stage because it is somebody who's coming from the outside in inverted commas and you're letting them into something that may historically have only been managed and run by family members and there can be a sense of vulnerability that you know, what if they come in and say this is absolutely awful and you, you know, you've been doing it wrong for so many years? I, I don't think there's much truth behind any of that concern, but it's still a legitimate concern because you are opening the doors to something that historically has been relatively private to outsiders, for want of a better um, phrase. Again, I'm I'm assuming that was something that you weighed the advantages and disadvantages of. It's you know, if somebody's going to come in and fill that gap, that's going to push us forward. And we might have to take on board what they say as a result of that. Yeah, look, definitely. I think you've, you've got to be ready for that because you're right. You're going to get people that join your board that have a certain view that you may not like or you may not agree with. And then I guess as a family and as a board, you've got to take those considerations on. And I think it really goes down to that skill set look for the gaps and add those gaps because there's a reason you went and chose that type of person or that type of skill to come and join your business. And there's no point bringing them in if you're not going to listen to them. And I guess that's something which, you know, you know, we spoke about as a family and, and, and we really try and take that on. I mean, I'm not going to go and tell an accountant how to do the numbers, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. They're, going to put together, they're going to put together the P&L or whatever it might be and go, hey, this is how we're going to present it. Okay, well, that's what you're there for. So that's the way we're going to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I guess one thing I've learned in my journey and that's is, you know, surround yourself with better people and it makes you stronger. I mean, that goes from the board, from your senior managers to even people on the floor. You know, we've got a common thing when a new person starts, tell us what you see and tell us what you think's good or bad. Yeah. it's a pair of fresh eyes. If you think you know it all or you think you've got it right, then I don't think you've got a business that's ever going to evolve and develop and 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 drive forward might out of you know pure pure luck i guess um, mm-hmm. but it's always you know yeah take that in but there is a reserve thing about how much do you let them let somebody know and i think that comes with building trust in the relationship you know you know on day one you're not probably going to lay out the kitchen table but <laughs> yeah that trust is built 
you know, that's, that's what they're there for. And it is, it's a journey, right? If you've got the focus of this is going to make us better, then you've got to start sharing. And, and, you know, that's something that, again, going back to FBA, that's, you know, you've got things like the, you know, the groups and that we talk about with them and the people that you can have those conversations with and you can pick things up. You know, they, they've got these forums, which is kind of like a mini board where it's a group of family business people that all go through a, a process and you get put together and, and you can talk freely and openly and share those things. So you can actually take those concerns. So I, I, was in, I was in the forum for some period of time and, and that really helped me develop my skills around, okay, well, how do you treat certain events that might pop up? So it's kind of like a board outside of your board. So they're the type of things that can really add value. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a, a saying, I've used it a few times on the um, podcast, I'll, I'll adapt it slightly given what your business does. But the, the saying I use is you can't read the label of the jar you're in, but perhaps we'll, we'll change that to you can't read the label of the box you're in for, yes. for what you do. Uh, and I think it's really true. And it, it can be quite, you know, accepting vulnerability in inviting somebody in from the outside. But if, if the idea is to to push that business forward, to add to where there are gaps and you're able to articulate that vision and that person buys into that vision. That's kind of half the battle. As you say, you won't always get it right. And uh, there's there's family business Mm -hmm. I've spoken to where they brought people in as senior um, roles. There's been this chemistry and and it's been a disaster. The the, the interview process goes really well, but the actual application of it has, has been a disaster. So I think again, we've got an episode coming up that's going to be called the value of belonging which is going to look at the important role that organizations like um, the fba the institute for family business here in the the uk Mm -hmm. and there's others in the states we're talking to one in the states as well about this the value of belonging to groups where you're able to discuss in i don't know how global this is but we have the chatham house rule here in the uk which is whatever happens in the room happens in the room it's but talking amongst your peers is such a valuable part of it because there is that common language of family business that happens in um, those environments so it's good to hear that you've benefited from those as well oh yeah look from our perspective it's been yeah it's been a fantastic platform and and a safe safe zone effectively and you're right it's what gets said in that room, is, it stays in that room. And, and also the friendships that you build. And I mean, I was lucky enough to also look at, I was chairing Victoria for three years and had the opportunity to be the chairman for the for the state. And, you know, that was a great opportunity. Got to meet even more people in the family business area. And and again, those, those conversations and those relationships. And, you know, to this day, I've still got people where if I wanted to, I could pick up the phone and have a conversation and say, oh, we're going through this. You know, have you experienced that? And uh-huh. As we all know, many businesses go through all the same stuff yeah. at different stages, obviously, in different different ways. But it's pretty similar. There's there's so many things that are virtually identical. It's um, yeah. it's cr- kind of uncanny, and being able to have those opportunities to have those conversations uh-huh. mean the world to to individuals. So, yeah, for us, it's been been really great. And I mean, even for our you know, the people that we've chosen to bring on, we've been lucky. And as I mentioned before, haven't always got it right. But I think if you take your time, do the selection process, it's going to help with that, with everything that you do. And that that even includes succession. I mean, that was one of the big things we've gone through last year, which was of prior to COVID, we started that journey and COVID kind of just accelerated a little bit around, okay, well, for the first time, my brother and I are actually going to look after effectively two different parts of, of our 
family business, one being CompuStore and one being the family office. And, you know, we had some pretty full-on conversations around that going, okay, well, what does this mean? What does that look like? You know, and that separation of, okay, well, that's what you've got to do over there and that's what you've got to do over there. So, you know, we, we went off with respective advisors and we built full business plans, went through all that, had to submit it. Both, both of us had the opportunity to critique each other's business plan. But at the end of the day, we, we put them all together, we agreed to them, and now we're both off following those paths. And at the end of the day, we've both got a really clear objective and that's contribute to the family wealth and continue to grow our businesses. And and you've got to do that with the right people there to, with you. And that's that's just critical. I, I don't yeah. think, you know, you can really do it on your own. Yeah, I, I would uh, wholeheartedly agree with that as well. And uh, I'm interested in in those um, discussions, if you're happy to, to show us, not the specific details of them, but the, the kind of context that, that, that was around that, because... Previously, am I right in thinking you and your brother were both in the business together? And then obviously COVID has kind of mushed these conversations into a, a shorter time frame around, well, do we need to, if Robert's your brother's name, move Robert in, into the family office side? How, how did that discussion start? Was it something where you'd always kind of mapped out that that would be a path, but this has accelerated it? Or did the path change as a result of COVID? Yeah, it, it definitely accelerated it, I guess. Yeah, look, as, as we've grown and our teams have grown, and again, we kind of were at this probably two years ago, we were at the same level, kind of doing a joint MD type position, sort of loosely. And we're sort of, you know, we're two different people, right? We're two different ideas and some things we could agree on and some things we go, no, I want to do it this way. And we kind of not... It, it's always worked really well. So the business has always worked really well. It was just kind of, wait a minute, can we do this better? And it's really having a good look in. And then we looked over at the family office side and we said, well, wait a minute, we could actually, with some focus over there, that could do better. So when you sort of pull that all apart and kind of take the emotion out of it, you, you'd sit back and you look and go, well, wait a minute, we've got two really capable people. We're trying to do one thing and there's two things to look after. So it kind of just fell into place where it was like, well, why are we trying to focus just on one? Let's let, what about if we focused on both of these, you know, businesses effectively? And that's really the path that we went down. Yeah. And I think again, you you've touched on a really important aspect um, there in terms of zooming out, if you like, from the business and looking at overall the family wealth and the elements that make up that family wealth, because the family business is one element of that. And obviously, it's a very important element of that. In your circumstances, you've got a family office as well, which helps contribute to that. Uh, And sometimes, again, you can see it where the focus goes too much on one or the other of those things. To potentially to the detriment of what's happening over on the other side. So taking that, I I hate the phrase, I think it's a management phrase, but taking that helicopter view, is that the right? (laughs) Am I I now a (laughs) management consultant? But taking that helicopter view of the the overall family enterprise, if you like, allows you to best utilise the The resources you've got, yeah. And, and that's what it comes down to. It's, it's, you know, it's, it is, it's about a resource allocation. And we look at that when we're going through anything at the moment, it's like, okay, well, if we want to get over to that point, what does that look like? Okay. Well, we need to get these resources in place and we've got to do A, B and C. Well, it was kind of that conversation. And we looked at it and went, well, wait a minute, we've got two things here. We want to, that can, 
you know, generate wealth and need to be focused on. So let's, let's, why wouldn't we do it? So after we went through that process and, you know, this isn't a five minute conversation, these are conversations over board meetings and all sorts of things. And, you know, we came down to it and then COVID really presented us with an opportunity to make those changes. And, you know, it's been six, seven months now and, and it's working really well. It's, uh-huh. it's really, we've, we've seen both sides improve on our position and, and, we continue seeing an upward trajectory. So, yeah, it's the start of that journey. And again, you know, we're three decades in and we're now on a different journey yet again. And I think it's all about evolution, you know, constantly moving, not sitting still, really having a look at what you're doing and why you're doing it and, and asking those hard questions. Is there a better way? And that's kind of what, how we got to where we are now. Uh-huh. You know, and it's great. It's all the skills and the things we've, you know, picked up and those conversations that we've had with you know, people from FBA and, and our advisors and people helping us, you know, and challenging us. And I feel really fortunate that we've had that opportunity. And yeah, we can't wait to see where it goes from here. Yeah. And I think one of the sort of barriers to succession planning and effective succession planning is that it can often be seen as, as an event, as a point in time where everything changes. And it, it there's a mm. state of consistency up until a point, and then there's a whole load of change. And, and I think inherently, most of us are in some way or another resistant to immediate change. We don't like shocks to, to the system. Whereas what, what I'm hearing from you and the approach that you and your family have taken is that this is a constant journey. This is a constant period of gradual change and improvement towards what you aim to achieve as a family. And thinking of succession in that sense, actually for me makes that quite exciting rather than it being this kind of this you know how you see again uh, the people in booths in in ah. call them in, in the civil service type type roles when mm-hmm. they've got the calendar on the wall when they've got yeah, the big they- big red circle around their retirement date and they're crossing off the days succession for me is not that it is com- the complete opposite to that is a constant transition and and change period for for a family and it seems as though you've really embraced that as an ethos rather than it being forced on you and and it being something that you, you I'm not saying you found it easy but having that kind of ethos has made it easy to accept those types of changes yeah definitely Russ I guess for us I, I don't really like the word succession to be honest for me it's that evolution we want to yeah. keep evolving whatever that means to somebody but for us our business we want to constantly evolve we want to we want to take we want to challenge ourselves you know it is it's not something that's up on the wall and it's circled and we're going to get to there yeah okay there's definitely milestones and there's things that we do there's no question about that but we constantly want to evolve wanting to look to improve and and succession itself is just part of that evolution it's about changing not standing still you know we've got to be nimble out we want to make sure things for our customers are you know the latest technologies they're getting the right support and the right advice you know our staff are learning they're evolving they're not sitting still it all it all comes to the business has got to keep moving forward and not staying still and that's we feel that we 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 offer more than what our competitors do they're they're big global organizations and we we want to keep evolving and the succession is just one of those things that's happening you know how long i'll be in this role for or whether or not you know the next person the evolution of that means somebody else has got to come in because the business changed tack in a few years time it'll be it's yet to be seen Um, but i'm not 
and I'm not going, oh, wait a minute, I've got to stay in this role for the next 10 years. Well, that that's not even in my mindset. Yeah. We'll, we'll add it to the agenda for the board meeting after this 10-year anniversary and then we'll start discussing yeah. my, my role, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it just... It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and that's just out the way we look at it or the way I look at it. You know, if, if, if yeah, in three years' time or whatever it might be, the, the, the evolution of the business and somebody's better suited to drive it, then, hey, why, why would I jump in the way of that if that's going to improve, again, the families at the end of the day? Why would you, why would you want to hinder that? Yeah. So, look, we're on an exciting trajectory at the moment and that evolution is just going to keep rolling for the moment. And then, yeah, we'll just keep evaluating and quick keep assessing as we go. Fantastic. We've spoken a bit about the business side and the business governance that you have with the board and the independent people that, that sit on your board. From a family perspective, do you have family governance in place? Do you have sort of the forums in place for discussions or is that fairly relaxed? How, how have you approached that side of things? Yeah, look, I guess that's fairly fairly relaxed in in on that sense. I guess, yeah, now that the I guess we've changed the roles, that's starting to shift a little bit. Where before it was kind of all in one conversation, now uh, now we're starting to see that slowly shift, and that those conversations are definitely more because there's a focus over there now on that family office type. So the conversations are slightly different. So when we have our board meetings we have it's very clear we talk about CompuStore and then we move across to MFO and we keep them really nice and separate we conclude one meeting and go across and we make sure they're really they're really defined and that's helping us with that transition so it's just having those processes in place and we don't talk about one within the other one the only problem is now my brother's the landlord and I've got to go to him I <laughs> <laughs> love it different challenges yeah love it and, and again i think the the important aspect there is if we an extreme example that there are people out there who will be proponents of what we call best practice right so they'll be saying well you need this form you need that form you need this document you need that document and it all needs to be shiny and, and out of a textbook uh, and i think the when I work with a family business, I I help them to get what's right for them in order for them to be most effective rather than let's get this off the shelf solution. And what mm. you have in place is often very, it's appropriate, it's broadly appropriate, it might need some, some tweaks rather than, you know, complete uh, blank sheet of paper and start again with it. Uh, and again, mm. I guess... Uh, does that speak to you in terms of the experience you've had with people like FBA and the peer groups that you've had and the advisors that you've brought in? Is it, it's making what works for your family, putting that in place rather than saying, well, we need X, Y, and Z because that's what the textbooks say. Yeah, I think it's a really good point, Russ. I think that the best advice that you can give and what we've received is it's got to work for your family at the end of the day everyone's at the different stages of their journey some are a lot more mature you know we, we kind of had some conversations with some advisors around okay we want to set up the you know the mfo in this way and all the rest of it and someone turned around and said yeah look you're still at the that's still at the kind of your infant stage of where your journey yeah we can go and do all that but you're probably not quite ready for it so you know, and, and again, we're, we're sort of second generation. We're not going into third or fourth or fifth or sixth yet, where I think some of those 
as you say, this kind of off-the-shelf textbook type stuff really does come into play because you've got multiple layers. We're kind of still relatively fresh in that space. But I think maybe down the track that'll that'll probably develop over time if, if it's needed. I think it's got to fit for purpose and then having the right governance and the right, you know, the right people giving you the right advice can be just as just as beneficial than actually having, you know, the textbook scenario where, okay, we've got to have this, this and this because it says we do. Well, sometimes it may not be relevant for where you are in your journey and your evolution of your business. Yeah, absolutely. And given that, I mean, what you mentioned about you're on your journey and you have plans and you've got milestones. How far ahead are you planning as a family? Is it I mean, obviously, there'll be business plans and structures for, for the um, immediate term and, and short term. But how far beyond that do you look as a family? Is it generationally? Is it let's just focus on the next five years? Yeah, good question. I, I guess for us, my brother and my children, the oldest is 11, so there's no way we're getting getting them in here anytime soon, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess at the moment, because of the changes that we've done are relatively new, so that's been a big evolution of, that, of yeah. where we were. So we're kind of looking, you know, right, well, what's three years out look like? Okay, where do, where do we want to be? What are we trying to achieve in that period? And and I guess the industry and the technology is really changing as well. I mean, you know, we've got 10,000 square metre sheds that are 13 metres high filled with boxes. Well, will we will we need a 10,000 square metre shed in two years' time? Will it be a 5,000 square metre shed? Okay, well, what does that look like? So, you know... It, it's one of those things where the industry's changed a fair bit in the last five and especially the last 10 years. So I don't think for, for our industry, we're, we're kind of not going too far ahead of that. We've got some real niche things that we're applying and, and that's probably around the technology space. And, um, as I mentioned before, we, you know, we picked up a brand new contract with New South Wales government for an AP solution and that's that's really going to elevate our, our offering into that space. And it's a really fantastic win for the business and, again, our DTS, which is our Digital Transformation Solutions Division, headed up by Stephen, so a non-family member. You know, those guys are really kicked it out of the out of the park, and you know that's going to give us a, a fantastic platform to really go into that space. So, you know, with the core of the core business of document storage ever go? Oh, look, maybe one day, but as it stands now, that's you know it's a really integral part of our business. So, yeah, we're kind of not looking too far out. Uh-huh. Fantastic. And just in terms of, we've mentioned it, that the challenges that family business face are broadly universal. The personalities might be different and the jurisdiction, there's obviously some cultural differences wherever you are around the world, but the, the challenges remain broadly similar. What would you give as your tips for how to approach those challenges? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, look, I think <clears throat> communication is obviously one of the hardest things sometimes in family business. You know, I, do, I guess it depends on the dynamic. You know, my father's a pretty strong-willed person and, you know, this is the way we're doing it and, you know, I'm kind of, well, well I'm going to challenge that. So that can sometimes be <laughs> quite confusing. <laughs> so... Yeah, look, I guess it's it's finding that mix. I guess also, you know, generations coming through, don't, yeah, don't be too afraid to challenge, you know, find the right time to challenge in the right way or or ask questions and things like that. And then I guess it depends on your industry as well. 
But they're probably some of the things that I think are really important about having those conversations and and also having, you know, again, really fortunate that, you know, my father gave us, gave him, gave us and me the opportunity to go and do it in Melbourne. And I kind of, to be honest, I went, you know what, I'm going to do it 10 times better than you did. Uh-huh. <laughs> bring it up to, up to him all the time. You know, he's, it's when he started, it took him like two years to get 30,000 boxes in WA. Well, that was my first customer in Melbourne. You know, we, we moved into a shed and I went, it's not big enough. He goes, ah, oh, you don't need anything bigger. Well, in two years' time, I said, go on, you need, we need more space. You know, so I, I don't know, me personally, it's kind of like whatever that challenge is, well, I'm going to do my best to not just get past it. I'm going to smash through it. And you know, it's kind of one of those things which, you know, you take pride in. And But obviously, as that the generations of all the family business and members, more members are in the business, that can kind of change the dynamics. So... You know, we're kind of in that first bit. So for me, it was, you know, make raising those questions and going, hey, give us an opportunity and give us that, you know, that backing. And, you know, we've been really fortunate to be able to have that and, you know, drive the business and, you know, now take it to where, you know, you know where I want to put it forward. But I've, it's not me saying, hey, this is what we're doing. This is, I put it together with my senior team and we go, this is what we're going to do. We find that off from a board and then we're accountable to deliver on that. So, you know, I really lean on some of my senior guys when I'm putting that together. So it's, whilst I'm signing off as the CEO, I'm really leveraging the skills that I've got in the business to help me, you know, take it in the direction we want to go. So that's been really important. So that's probably one of the things I'd recommend, you know, make sure if you're moving into that, that level of, of your business bring into people with with better skills yeah fantastic jeremy it's been a real pleasure um talking to you today i think one of the things i was most looking forward to is hearing your own experience through the the almost constant transition that that family businesses find themselves in and that evolution as you put it is a a really important way of looking at it in my view because otherwise it becomes daunting to to face these ideas of succession and transition because it's a big wall in front of you rather than rather than a road and I think what you've highlighted today is that it's not easy but there are ways of doing it that are beneficial to to everybody the business you as individuals you as a family and so thank you for sharing your story and your experiences. I know our audience will take a huge amount of value from that as well. Yeah, look, thanks for us. I really appreciate the opportunity and yeah, just hope everybody around the world and all those family businesses, you know, are able to get through this COVID. It's, you know, it's impacted our business, but it's, yeah, look, it's a bit of a scary place at the moment. However, you know, everyone's just got to get through that. And this is where, again, really, you know, grateful of being in a family business, you really pull together your bunker down and just get, you know, go back to what I said before, you, you kind of just get through it, you get it done. And I think, you know, this 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 platform that your podcast really enables, you know, us to share those stories and hopefully some people listen to this and take something out of it. And But, yeah, we're really grateful to be able to have that opportunity to work in a family business. And, you know, it's, as I said before, it's in our blood. We love yeah. doing it. If you've got that passion, I think you can achieve anything. So, yeah, thank you for the opportunity and the time. Fantastic. And where can our audience find out more about you or get in touch if they want to? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, look, yeah, it can get to the Google Cookie Store. So it's C-O-M-P-U hyphen S-T-O-R.com.au. So no E on CompuStore. Don't ask me. Long story to that. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. <laughs> name. 
in quick and brief. Um, my father thought of CompuStores and storage and came up with CompuStore, but everyone thinks we sell computers. But again, Love another company. <laughs> through that. But yeah, no, you can find me on LinkedIn, Jeremy Manford, or yeah, Google CompuStore Australia. If anyone would like to reach out, we'd be happy to talk and yeah, keep safe. And Fantastic. Thanks, Jeremy. Speak soon. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you found the show helpful, please consider leaving a review on iTunes and remember to subscribe to our newsletter. If what I've covered in the show resonates with what you are facing in your own family business, I can help. I provide consultancy support to family businesses of all sizes, so please get in touch if you'd like to know more. Head over to fanbizpodcast.com forward slash work with Russ. Until next time, take care.